Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gilbert! It's your boy James Ellsworth, and you're listening to Long Island's number one wrestling podcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Duh. Alright, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast out of Long Island, New York, straight from Indie Music TV. And at the board, gotcha, Matt the producer. Matt, how are you, buddy? Still great. Not as surprised this time. That's what I'm talking about, Look at man. him with the microphone yeah, in hand. He's, he's, he's so... kind of getting a groove, right? <laughs> You're like Paul Schaefer now. This us. is our <laughs> second part of our special Saturday edition of Monty and the Pharaoh. To the right is star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, bud? I'm good. Back again. How did you enjoy that Al Snow interview? That was a grand salami. That was fantastic. Loved it. Grand Salami. Yeah, Grand Slam. Who used that? I can't remember. Probably John Sterling or somebody. From oh, okay. the, you know, it's a baseball thing. Whatever. I want to thank. Great. I want to thank the band uh, Wisteria Hall, oh. Jimmy Farrow's own band, who Thank sings you. our theme song "Riding High" along with his partner Bart Griggs. Wisteria Hall's music can be found on. Oh, let's see. Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. Ooh. Monty and Faro can be seen on the Monty and Faro YouTube page, Ooh. Facebook Live Monty and Faro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV Monty and Faro page, RTF Sports Network. Every Thursday, their anchor show from 8 to 9 p.m. Channel 115 every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m., where yeah. our special guest will be on an up-and-coming up episode, That's right? That's right. And then on Channel 115 uh, every Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. And newly on Channel 20 from 1.30 in the morning to 2 in the morning for the partiers that Pharaoh time. like to go out and nice. party. I'm too old for that shit. What? So anyway. <laughs> Not by that voice message you left me. They, I don't know, Pharaoh wrestling. <laughs> we'll get back to our special guest, <laughs> Boink and Dink, after these commercial breaks. Be right back. Boo. 
And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Hmm, fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718-676-0504. Seatslink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists. 631 261 6420. That's 631 261 6420. Auto Excellence. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. But this is Saturday, yeah. where we're welcoming our special guest, Doink and Dink. Uh, A.K.A. Ray Apollo and A.K.A. Tiger Jackson. Uh, guys, it's honored to have you on the show. At this point, I'm going to turn you over to the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow, to talk about both of you guys. But first, I want to ask a quick question. How are you guys both handling the COVID era along with the civil unrest in the country right now? Well, like everybody else, we're dealing with the pandemic the way... Everyone has to, you know, you've got to respect the science, respect the, our leaders uh, as far as isolation and uh, uh, putting the wearing a mask and six feet apart. And, you know, I don't agree with everything they're doing. Some of them, they've gone some places, some states have gone overboard. You know, you have to find a happy medium between uh, putting people's lives and businesses out of business and just crushing them. And so that maybe they can come back. You know, some of it is just too strict, and some of it is necessary, you know. So, I mean, I think you have to, they found a pretty good happy medium. I just, I'd like to see some of it loosen up so that maybe the small businesses and some of the people that are really struggling can maybe come back from it. Are you worried about COVID at all as far as your health or anything like that? Well, I'm not really worried about it because I take the necessary precautions, I believe. Mm. I mean, I don't do stupid things. I don't go to giant gatherings or parties or, you know, street fairs and uh, football games and stuff like that. I try to protect myself a little bit, you know, but I'm not going to live in my basement either. You know, I'm going to go out and live my life as, as reasonably safe as I can. What's your opinion when you see protesters by the masses all gathered in bunches? And How does that make you feel? Well, the protesting in masses and in bunches, I think they're playing with fire because I think a lot of them could potentially get sick and get ill. As far as protesting goes, peaceful protests are a guaranteed right under the Constitution. And I believe in our Constitution and our country. I love our country. As far as violent and violent protests... I think that should be put down very strongly, very quickly, and not tolerated. Because those same people that are battling the COVID-19 and battling this pandemic and this virus, then the guy's just starting to come back. So what do you do? You burn his business down? Right. I mean, that poor guy and his family and his wife, they've had enough, haven't they? Right. I mean, I think you really should exercise good judgment. 
If you want a peaceful protest and you want to protest about an injustice or something that was done wrong, hey, I'm all for that. Do it. Do, I, I believe you should be able to march, carry your banners, do whatever you got to do. But as far as destroying our country or destroying some poor guy that's just coming back on his feet, I feel twice as bad for that guy. It's horrible. Claude, you're from Canada, right? Yeah. What's it like in Canada right now? It's same uh, to the state. For you put the mask, you go to the restaurant, put the mask, uh, everywhere. Any protesting going on in Canada? No, no. It's a respect for the mask. How about the level of tension just in the streets and society in general? Because we feel it here. I mean, do you feel any tension on the same. streets? Yeah. Same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you drive your car. Some people no respect. They cut the car, everything. Mm -hmm. You go to the restaurant, same. You like a pass, you have a line. You can. Uh, you have a line. You go to the line. Yeah. Because you always, you know, you always hear about Canada, right? With uh, you know their universal health care and mm. supposed to be a more peaceful country. You know, maybe not as. Uh, as a challenge as people getting along but you're trying to say that the US and Canada almost the same type of feeling yeah okay go ahead fire you're on alrighty guys what made you both uh, choose to become professional wrestlers how about you first doing well I mean I I used to wrestle when I, like a kid I was an amateur wrestler and I always loved it you know growing up in the New York area I got to see just about every superstar in the world you know, I grew up watching all the guys, the Brunos, and, and half of the guys I'm going to mention are all passed away, you know. And, and the great ones, came, everybody who was anybody came through New York. And I always said, man, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. I, and then I was uh, working security in a uh, nightclub, and I met some of, the, some of the guys that were wrestling and got to talking to them. And this was before the days of schools and everything. They didn't have them. And... uh I'd go start driving the ring truck, putting that, to, putting the ring up, putting the ring down, and then before the people would come in, some of the older guys you'd work out with them in the ring, mm. and uh, they'd work you out. <laughs> I bet. But so you you were bouncing, and you said, "Hey, how do I get into the biz?" And they said, yeah, oh, I met some here. of the guys, and yeah. I just said, you know, I always wanted to do that." And Who helped you get through the front door? Was there any particular wrestler that you know really helped you get? Get in there? Yeah, when I started, it was Johnny Rods. Nice. Yeah. The unpredictable you know? one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Johnny was great. And then he opened the door, I got in, and then I got real lucky because Alpha and Sika liked me. Oh, and uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a real good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent, uh, Alpha at the time was living in Connecticut, had a ring in the backyard, and all of you people now know of the Yokozunas and the Rikishis and the Samus and the... Uh, Tonga kids and right the family. So we were all in the backyard, wrestling around, you know, working out, working out, working out, and you know, and we got a lot of knowledge from Alpha and Sika, and and then us kids all started to move along, and you know the story pretty much about all of them. I mean that I don't have to tell you about who did what, where, and when. Sure. But uh, it was great. It was a great time. It was a great time to. To grow up with, uh, in, in the business, grow up with those guys, you know. And anytime you walked in and Alpha would introduce you to somebody, it certainly made things a little bit better. Right, sure. <laughs> How about you, Claude? How'd you break in? 
me, uh, me watch the match, the small people, oh. Puis Missy Beaver, Sky Lolo, Little Brutus. Sky Lolo, sure. One time me go see Beaver, me, maybe 18. He tell me, you too young. You 21, call me, me call. He training me. Puis, uh, Pat Beaver, very friend. Pat tell, bring Tiger to the state, 1982. Okay. Me wrestling in Marissa Square Garden, my first match. <laughs> Your first nervous. match. First match. Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, your first yeah. match. <laughs> Are you serious? Insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, very Not a bad place to start. No, right at the top. I'm going to baseball. I'm going to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, my first at bat. There you go. I'm going to write yeah. to the wall. Me, yeah, man. Me training six months, all right? Six months. He tell me, you go Madison Square Garden, me, you. Me, all right. Me tell me, don't look the people. It's packer, right? Pimi look, eh? Me scam, eh? <laughs> so you walk the out there, is, the place is packed. The match is no good, eh? But the people no see, right? Oh, God. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, me very nervous, but after me go, uh, me train Beaver, train me, everything is good. Wow. Wow. What a debut. Yeah. So you talk about the, the different sides of two guys. Six months, his first match was in Madison Square Garden. Ten years and about a thousand matches, yeah. I got there too. Yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> that's a great point. But what's really great about you, Ray, is well, both of you actually, you opened up in your career during like the the golden era of wrestling, yeah, right? And sure. you got to see the whole transition, which yeah. we'll get into in some questions. But both incredible starts to careers for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ray, real quick question: Would you consider Doink your most famous character? Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the uh, the notoriety of the couple WrestleManias and, you know, the, oh, traveling around the world with the Federation at the time and all that stuff. Yeah, people people do remember some of the other things I did. And once in a while, someone will ask me about it or to sign a picture from, the, you know, the times before that. But right. generally, without a doubt, the Doink character is the the most important one of my career. So you and Matt Osborne are pretty much the are, are the ones that create yeah. you know had the had the doing character. Correct. Matt was released for obvious drug problems that uh, he had. Um, did Matt ever give you shit about you taking over the character? Interesting. No, I mean as far as Matt and I, we didn't have any problems. We didn't have any personal. And I never did nothing to the guy. He never did nothing to me. I mean, if he had a problem with the office and the office. And him decided to go different ways in the in the business. That was nothing to do with me. I mean, I wasn't working for the federation at the time. I didn't know. So, I mean, as far as me and Matt having bad blood with us, I never did with the guy. I mean, if he had, did he ever reach out to you at all to talk about it or just? I mean, like I talked to Matt a couple times. You know, yeah. after I had already left, you know, there was promoters that wanted to do. You know, a, a doink on doink match, and they wanted to Which do. Which is a pretty good idea, yeah, by the way. Yeah, this and that, and uh, but uh, I never had a problem with him. How did you feel when it was broken to you that you were going to take on the character? Were, were you excited, or were you possibly even disappointed? And like maybe you wanted other things for your career. How did you feel when you were told <laughs> you were going to do this? Well, it's it's not like I woke up one morning and said, you know what, I think I'm going to be a clown and wrestling. Right, so that, <laughs> right. So where were you at when they broke it to you? Well. The truth of it is, I was home, 
I was fixing something in my kitchen, and <laughs> the phone call rings, and you know, the, you know, as you uh, might or might not know, some of the boys like to tease each other. Right. We used to call it playing ribs, you know. Okay. So the phone rings, and I answer the phone. I said hello, and the other end goes, "Well, this is Vince McMahon. I'd like to talk to you about." Possibly coming to work. This is Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, listen, whichever one of my friends is giving me a hard time today, <laughs> I don't need to talk to you. I hung up the phone. So, I minutes. fixed the sink, Mrs. Manicotti. Yeah. You yeah. can come back down. Just like Norton and Rolf. Right. So, you know, five minutes later, the phone rings again. He says, this is Vince McMahon. I said, listen, I don't have time for this. Whoever's playing ribs on me today, leave me alone. Uh, Stop calling me. I hung up the phone again. I fear Vince is starting to get annoyed. There was but, yeah. Okay. So finally, the third time, a girl calls back and said, listen, this is Vince McMahon's secretary. Here's the number for Titan Tower. Please call it back. He wants to speak with you. Right? Oh, wow. I said, all right. So Put the wrench down. Yeah. So okay. now, the, now the, the phone of the eye says, well, geez, I wonder if this is for real, you know. Nah, can't be. Right. All right, let me call it back. Okay. So I call it back, and, uh, hello, World Wrestling Federation. I went, oof. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy, I just, I just hung up on this cat twice. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, well, this is Ray Apollo. I'm looking to speak with uh, Mr. McMahon. She goes, yeah, he's been trying to get in touch with you. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my well, Lord. L- let me ask you this, Ray. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. According to Bruce Pritchard, he claims that when they got rid of or Osborne left or he was on drug rehab, okay. that Bam Bam Bigelow recommended you for the role as Doink. Is there well, any truth behind that? I know that I think Vince had asked a few people like about me, you know, who I was, where I was, what was going on. And I think, if I remember right, that Bam Bam and Afa and Yokozuna all told Vince about me. Okay. And at that time, you know, Yoko was the champion, and Afa was there with what you guys call, you know, Rikishi Jr. and uh, Sam were the head shrinkers. And, uh, I, you know, Scott, he, I guess he asked Scott about me too, Bam Bam. So, uh, yeah, it came from those three guys, you know, really. So, I guess paying, it paid off to know the Samoans then, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, they're friends of mine, so it was great being with them all this time, you know. I mean, uh, they're like family to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Working primarily as a heel before you, you know, got this this very important role, how hard was it for you to make the conversion to a face? Well, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're one of the boys and you've been wrestling, then you do all the same moves and you do everything, you, you're... The way you wrestle, the way you move, the way you do things doesn't change. It's when you do it mm-hmm. and how you do it. So that's not that. It wasn't a big deal to me. Okay. I mean, we all do things a certain way. There's not two wrestlers the same in the world. Right. So everybody does things their own way. When you do it and how you do it is just how you switch things around. That's, I mean, that's the way it was to me. Mikey? More Bigelow and Bourne, it looks like. How was point. how was Bigelow? Like, was he a good guy? Like, you yeah. hear back, you know, we've had Lanny Poffo in here, and he, he thought that Bigelow was a pretty arrogant type of guy and kind of really oh, wasn't a good person. He had some, yeah. um, I know you had a relationship with him. What was mm-hmm. what was Scott Bigelow like? Well, all I could ever talk about is my own dealings with people. Yeah. I never take what anyone else says about it. I mean, Bam Bam and I would go fishing together. We would go pistol shooting together. We'd go hunting together. You know, we were, we got along real well. And as far as 
the kind of guy he was, I mean, he'd do anything for me. And me for him. You know, we, we were on the road together. We would ride together. We'd room together. We'd help each other out. We'd, I can never talk bad about him. I, I don't have a bad word to say. So he's just a good guy. I like him. Any truth to the excessive living? Because there has been, we have had guests in the past who said that he would, like, literally wipe his ass with a $100 bill. Is there any truth to big well, old a partier and, you know? Oh, we all, we all partied. You all partied. Okay. Oh, okay. listen, anybody who sits in this seat and tells you that we weren't drinking beer and doing things <laughs> right. that should, we shouldn't have been doing right. is a liar. Right. I right. mean, it's just... What level did you take it to? Claude with all of his groupies. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on now. Well, you know, you when know? he walks in the snow, you see three drag marks, but that's <laughs> yeah. the whole story. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's another feet. whole story. Yeah, but, one feet of snow. You know, <laughs> you see three that. Three <laughs> lines, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we all, we all drank beer and had fun and did things we shouldn't have done. Of course. It's just that you some guys, you know, some guys took it to the extreme. Right. <laughs> Right, you know, right. which is bad. Right, and I'm not advocating doing any of it. But right. you know, when you're of that lifestyle <laughs> and you wrestle every day and you're working out, you know, you're you want to go all the time. Right, you know, and you're young and it, nothing hurts and you feel great and you know you walk into a, a tavern or a place and everyone recognizes you and they everybody wants to be your friend and buy you a drink and have a good time and. Before you know it, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you're, yeah. you're running down the beach with half your clothes on. Well, so, so let me ask you that. So, like that you know, your makeup's running. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle of indulgement for, in some yeah. cases, right? Yeah. And you're famous, and, yeah. you know, you go to the bars. I'm sure a whole bunch of fans are coming up to you and be like, hey, man, can I buy you a drink? Exactly. Whatever. So another question for you, and, again, I don't know if you were married at the time, weren't married, whatever. I mean, well, that's part of the reason I'm well, so not married. No. Here lies my question to you. You're at a bar. Ring ring rat comes up to you. We'll just call it a ring rat. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sure. Um, you know, they want to have sex with Doink the Clown. They yeah. have, do you have any fans that <laughs> asked you to keep your makeup, like put your makeup on and let's I have sex? Bet. The answer is yes. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> tell the story. You got to tell the story. Definitely happened. You too, huh, Dick? <laughs> me? No. Me? He like to try me, all right? <laughs> me, the small guy, all right? Me tell coming, <laughs> you never come back a big guy. <laughs> really? God. So you you never you never let Claude have him first because you're afraid. Oh, then I didn't have a shot. No, it was all over. <laughs> what is going you on can't, here? You can't send him in first. It's all over. He's a stunt muffin. Oh yeah. yeah. What is so, going so? Monty and the Fire will be out of business. You're really kidding, brother. Wait a minute. You're done. Oh, all right. <laughs> was there ever a time that a fan? A woman uh, fan, man fan, whatever. No, but <laughs> easy now, buddy. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> easy, easy now, They said, hey, can I have doink ending oh at the God! same time? A clown I, sandwich? I, I, I did have a request or two. Oh, my really? Lord. Yeah. Did you consult with him first, or did he just I walk told in you, and you no, we, we could never honor that request. They kicked me out. <laughs> How hot were the girls that used to come up to you? Were they hot? Oh, or well, they some, of them, some of them were very nice-looking women, you know? Oh, God. Some of them were a little rough. <laughs> a little, they needed the makeup. Yeah, they should have They should have doubled up on the makeup. Oh, God. If some of the rough ones would have went with him, they only needed half as much. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. So we've established here that we've established here that if they went to Claude, they weren't coming back. No, it's all over. All right, but we also established uh, that women do like men in clown makeup. Men yeah. in tights, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I, I never wanted to be doing the clown so bad in my life. <laughs> I fixed the sick, Mrs. Manicotti. You can come down. 
down. Well, you know, if you see me, <laughs> see me after the show, Ralphie boy, we'll paint you right up. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial uh, break. Lulu. Oh, that's, that's right, folks. Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631 631- 900 dump hmm. all right welcome back to long island's number one pro wrestling broadcast monty and the Farrow scene every thursday produced out of indie music tv in ron conk in new york Ooh. where we have wwe superstars wow. doink and dink yes sir, yes sir, yes thank sir. you guys for taking the time out to come on our show we greatly right. appreciate it's it. it's a pleasure to be here i'm having a lot of fun too oh, thank you we're having a great time all right thank you for making this rainy saturday special <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know one of our sponsors will be drinking some good fucking wine with dinner before the auction oh, tonight oh yeah Sweet. i'm looking forward to that all right brother that's all what i'm right. talking about a little bit of red huh a little yeah. bit of red. Camp, damp and dreary day yes a little sir bit of red. that'll work and if some ring rats come in can I borrow some makeup? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I have an extra wig in the truck. I'll, I'll help in. you out. I'm in. I'm well, it looks like you could use it. <laughs> Wait, you know, before we get to your question, oh. did they also ask for music? Like, you, you want music to win it too? No, no. Oh. So when Rick Rat wanted that sex with you, what, you, you went, did they go, can you put on the clown music too? No, no, they no, don't no, have the no, music, no. You no, they no music. You never no, did no. the wild, funky clown dance with the, with the, with your theme song? Jay-Z Pop. You didn't do it with the theme music? Not once? They never no, we didn't it. need the music, no. Oh, wow. They really just wanted the... Those the, groupies aren't imaginative enough. I would have been like, can you also put on the music? Oh, man. Uh, no, they very, didn't want the music. This is very bizarre. Dink, I want to ask you, how were you approached by the WWE to come to the company? Uh, he called me. Pat Patterson he called Pat me. Pat Patterson called you. Yeah. Were, you were you worried? Yeah, he tell me. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. <laughs> so easy, baby. <laughs> Did he say you have cute little Don't cheeks? Don't forget me. I mean, what are we talking about? Did he, he ask you to wear the clown makeup? He like <laughs> Don't play the song. Don't forget to play the song. I just want you to know, Pat didn't call me. Okay, that's it was good. Next no, that call. You look relieved. Go yeah. on. Pat, he called me. <laughs> he tell the first gimmick. is Mancho Man. Okay. Little Mancho Man. Okay. He try. I don't know he's good or no good. After that way, he tell you little hustler, Hulk Hogan. Mm. He, he tell, okay, much no too gooder. <laughs> but he called me again. <laughs> he tell me you no you, too good. Uh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you on that long. He used to do all the interviews for Hogan. Yeah. Really now? Yeah, see the way he talks? There you go. What you gonna do? Can you do a what you gonna do, brother? Can yeah. you hear, yeah, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But let me, you know, again, though, do you realize that this guy's intro, first match Madison Square Garden, okay, now you get to work with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. You ever work with anybody that wasn't a main event superstar? Yeah, I mean, me? Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm supposed to be helping you. No. What are you doing? It, it, went, all down, down. <laughs> it went all downhill after Macho Man and Hogan. Is Look a blue, Ruffy. Oh, yeah. my God. Pink is a good gimmick for me. Yeah. For the kid. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Is the kid every uh, me Ray a uh, good time together? On was it was it difficult for you? Okay, back in the day they used to build it special attraction. Okay, so you go you guys would come out whether it's Sky Lolo, you you know other legends. Was it harder for you to get a pop from the crowd? Did you have to feel, no, like no. work harder to get a good reaction from no. them? So you felt the fans treated yes. you well over you the can, years. You work with the people pop. It's the same the time me me work uh, Ray. Okay. Cross Bam Bam on the the belly people. This guy Bam Bam Ure, he go to the gym, right? Me 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 go a little bit, right? Yeah. But he can't go to the gym same array. Be me go a little bit on the ring, the people pop. Yeah, yeah. Bam 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 is a nice guy for me. Bam Bam. Yeah, he take the bump for me. You imagine a small guy. Yeah. <laughs> Me take a bump for, for Dink. What is a trouble, all right? The small people, the time you walk wrestling, everywhere. Is the girl, <laughs> you pull you on the 11th floor. You can reach uh, the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you step, you pull a tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah how, but how did you feel when you two were put together? What was your thoughts? Me? Yeah. Me very happy. He's the guy. He's nice guy. He respect me. Sometimes he's scared, right? He tell me, Ray, don't he's scare. Sometimes he scares you. No, no, no. He's no, a scary clown. What no. do you want him to do? Tickle no, your own scared. nose? I mean, he's scared for the <laughs> mouth. won't be roses. Sometimes it's not working with I hate to do this, stink. Come here. No, oh he's my scared God. for the, the match. He tell me, don't scare. Go that way, that way, Pete. Everything is good. <clears throat> so yeah. you had some stage fright over the years, huh? Did you ever have some stage fright, like when you first walked out at the garden? I mean, how He's easy scared, was, yeah. how easy was it to, for you to perform over the years? Did you get more comfortable with it? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So you that time, always... one time, all right? Bam Bam slammed me. <laughs> he go the top rope. I'm trying yeah. to picture he this. He tell me, hey. don't move. You see me very close. <laughs> you, you better move. not. <laughs> that's, don't move. Oh you see me. That's that's God. comforting. Yeah. Right. You come in as Doink, Matt Osborne's or Matt Bourne's character was an evil clown, right? Yeah. And they're kind of like, hey, we want you to be this face clown. Were you disappointed over that? It didn't matter. No, I mean, it didn't matter to me. I was grateful to have a job, you know, at the top level of the business. And, you know, I always felt as though all of us guys that were in, the, in that locker room were just a tool in the box. Mm-hmm. How you were going to get this program, how you were going to get this TV show to be... A winning TV show on if you have 30 guys on the contract and all of them are the same who we don't need you right so my tool I was a tool in that box and I was going to be a clown so that's what I had to be and if they wanted to be a a fan favorite clown then that's what I was going to do I was going to do the best I could at it Dink, how about telling us about the transition from working matches with your brother Lionel, a.k.a. Little Beaver, 
in the golden era to the 90s wrestling. Can you tell us also some more about your brother? So you, you started off in the golden age, right, with your brother, right? No, you, brother. You, I, I thought Little Beaver was your brother. No. Okay. He's the same name as me, okay. but he's not my brother. Okay. But uh -huh. you, worked, you worked with him, though, correct? Yeah. Okay. So in a more, I know it was an attraction, but a more serious type of match, you know, wrestling was a little more serious back then. And then yeah. when you go into the 90s, which becomes that kid-friendly PG era, was that a hard transition? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Beaver, you tell me all the time, you, you me, me show you everything, because sometimes it's you, me leave. Beaver, good, is a good trainer. Is that the most difficult part of a match, when you're forced to improv at a given moment? I'm sure that everything can be completely choreographed, so how difficult was it to, you know, on the fly? Is that a very, was that very hard for you to do? Yeah. Okay. So, Ray, you were talking earlier before we got on air, you were talking about, and even when you started, like, you got to meet Bruno, who was like an idol of yours, right? Wow. That was like Babe Ruth walking in yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, it you is. Know, it is know, Babe Ruth. Baron Mikel Cicluna, you sure. worked with Bulldog Brown, Bab Brower, right? Bulldog Brower. Wow. Now you're in the 90s, and you're working with, like, a, a Jeff Jarrett, a Triple H, and a Marty Jannetty. How's that transition? Well, you know, everybody was stars in their own right, in their own time. Now, would Bruno and Mike Cicluna and uh, a lot of those, Brower and uh, Dominic DiNucci, and the list goes on and on, would those guys have made it in the, in the 90s? Absolutely. They were absolute talent. They so were you think great wrestlers. You, you definitely think like a Bruno Sammartino would have transitioned. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, without a doubt. Because he was just talent. He was pure talent. And as far as like Jeff Jarrett and Marty and... Bammer and all those guys, could they have wrestled back in the 60s? Absolutely. They would have wrestled differently. They might have done different things, but they were athletes. How do you think San Martino would have been presented in the 90s? How he would have been presented? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Bruno was never presented. That was Bruno. That's why I'm so curious. How so do you think he would have been packaged was, in a slip no, of the day? So there's no presenting Bruno San Martino. So, so for you, interesting. so when you look at Bruno, right? Yeah one of the greatest of all time. For yeah. you. Absolutely. But if I was just a judge and say, hey, did Bruno have great mic skills? Eh. Was he okay. a great wrestler? Eh. You know what I mean? Did he have why, it? Why did he have yes. it? Like, why did everybody <laughs> he, love San Martino, including ourselves? Why Why did you love Bruno San called, Martino? It's called charisma. Yeah, he had it. He put it, because, let me put it this way, you could come off as something or be something that you're not, and the people can see through it. Bruno was Bruno. Like, people would always say to me, what was he like in the locker room? Or what was he like in a hotel? Or what was he like in a restaurant? The same as when you saw him on television. Mm. That interview that he did, that was not a fake Bruno. That was Bruno. That was Bruno. Right. And Bruno was a man's man. What I mean is you got to have, had to have respect. You had to, you know, carry yourself properly. He wasn't going to tolerate you doing stupid or bad things. And if you were disrespectful to any one of those guys, they would turn their back on you and it was over. What do you think Bruno would have told you if you said, hey, Bruno, WWE came to me and with this doink the character, what do you think Bruno would have said to you? I don't know. I don't know because in, in that time, it was a different era. Bruno never would have, I knew Bruno and I liked Bruno and Bruno liked me. And Bruno never would have did anything to hurt me. 
if he thought that it was the best opportunity for me to advance my career and go, then I believe he would have said to me, then make it the best clown character you possibly can. Don't forget where you came from. Show him that you can wrestle. Do the best thing that you can with it. Take it as far as you can, son. Shoot for the moon. If you fall short, you'll end up with the stars. There you go. Is it unreasonable sometimes for folks to even bring up who was greater or had more impact on the business when you start comparing a Bruno San Martino to a Hulk Hogan? Is the whole idea just preposterous because the times were so different? Well, it's like this. Who was a better boxer, Joe Lewis or Muhammad Ali? Right. You're talking I don't know. big gap in between. You, know, you got as many people say that Ali was the greatest, they're going to tell you that he was the greatest. And then there's a couple of guys in the back who are going to tell you Marciano was Marciano. the greatest because he never got beat. Right. So I don't know if you compare Hogan to Bruno, who you would say did more for the business. or I, I could tell you that I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think Bruno still has the amount of record for a garden yeah. and felt for him being sold out yep. with him at the top of the card. I think so. You know, I mean, that says something. Yeah, it sure does. You know, now, there's a whole lot of things that transpose into this. It's a completely different ball game. Yeah, it is. You know, today you got cable TV, you got pay-per-views, you have all kinds of different items that you did WWE have. Network. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Right. I don't know. But all I can say is I believe that Bruno or Hogan or any one of those guys would have been a star in any era. Because they had it. 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 They had it. Yep. Yes. Did either one of you, of course, you were, you were around during the time period of the heyday of the clique. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever witness some of the things, either of you, that they did to others in the locker room? Hmm. And no. how'd they treat you? How'd they treat you guys, the clique? No, I mean, they, I didn't have a problem with them. I mean, listen, it's like anything else. You go to work in a factory. You didn't want to slap the shit out of Shawn Michaels? <laughs> oh, well, well, be honest. Be honest. I did slap him once. Did, did you really? really? Yeah. Well, in the uh, Providence Royal Rumble. Trying to steal your nose or uh, something? Royal Rumble. <laughs> what was that? In the Royal Rumble in the Providence Royal It's on tape. Okay. okay. I slapped him in the mouth. What, did, what led you to do that? Because he was being obnoxious, and he would mess with people and, you know, just be belligerent. And... You know, but since then, I w you know, the last time I saw him, Sean, Sean really grew up. He's a much nicer person. And I knew that part was always there. He just, I think for whatever reason, he had to have a chip on his shoulder and not let that nice guy come out. Because the last time I saw him, he was really nice. Yeah. I said, why weren't you like this for the last 25 so years? So, clearly, know? you didn't like him. Then. With then. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you guys. Well, everybody didn't like him. You know, Tito. Shit, I didn't like him. You know, Tito Santana. Yeah, yes. we've had him a few times. Right? He's times. one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yes, he is. Yeah. Tito wanted to beat him up. <laughs> now, if you get, if you could get Tito Santana to fight with you, you yeah, really you've accomplished some jackassery. Yeah, you, you win. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's one of the nicest gentlemen in the business. How about his partners, Hall and uh, Nash? Well, is it also arrogant central, or what are we talking here? I mean, anybody knows this business. I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. Okay. Scott, way, Scott, Scott Hall. Studio Scott Hall had a substance abuse sure. problem. Right. Of course. And when Scott was straight, he was a nice guy. Right. He would get belligerent and nasty when he was jacked up. And there's a guy that had more talent than yeah. half of the company. Sure. He was a big, 
good-looking, talented guy that would have went ten times as far as he did if he wasn't messed up on a little bit of the stuff. Hmm. But he was he had it all. Really did. When you talk about his total, you know, overall presentation, his look, his ability, his machismo, everything about him, would you say that pro wrestling sometimes covers up a lot of the uh the flaws the way another sport may not, for example, you just said that Scott Hall could have accomplished so much more. Is he Daryl Strawberry to you? Because Daryl Strawberry uh, could have hit 600 home runs. And he wound Dwight, up hitting about... Gooden would have threw 10 more no-hitters. Right. Yeah. So is it is it is it fair to say that sometimes maybe wrestling covers up some of your... Uh, oh, I, I don't know that. I mean, look at all, look at all the, the guys... To the fan. To the yeah, fan. Yeah, but look at the guys you just mentioned. It was all covered up on them, too. It was the culture in the 80s and 90s. Right, but Scott Hall's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Daryl Strawberry will never get a sniff. Correct. Interesting. I was just curious if you if, if that's a fair analogy to equate him almost to a Daryl Strawberry, but in pro wrestling, yeah. you almost get a pass for it. Well... I don't know if they get a pass. I mean, I think he paid a lot. Oh, I'm not saying that. But at the end of the day, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he deserves it, too, obviously. He does. He does. Absolutely. He does. But he would have been even... Uh, you only you didn't see the best of him. Right. That's to me, is amazing, because he's in my top five personal favorites. I thought he was fantastic. He but was. But you're right. There's probably... Without a more. doubt. He yeah. would have been world champion, maybe, if he had it more together. Oh. I know he didn't care about the belt. He told us himself. No, it's true. But I'm telling you, 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 we never saw the best of him. Wow. So when you get the call to the WWE, is that during the time where McMahon towards that steroid uh, trial? Oh, yeah. I, I walked right in on the heat of that. So oh. tell us, what, yeah. was, what, was this, what was the feel in the locker room there? Because you got to think, oh, shit, this, gonna, this might get closed down. Who knows? Well, no. The, the minute I got there, uh, we had random drug testing imposed, you know, because of the, he was going uh, to court. You know, Vince originally had a 22-count indictment against him. You know, and uh, Terry was named in it. And there was yeah. a lot of heat going on for that. Sure. Um, we all had a, we all paid a stricter price for that because the random drug testing came in. If you got caught three times, you got fired. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was on and on. And they weren't just tested for steroids. They tested you for everything. Now, did and you, you never hit, knew when it was coming. Did you hit the juice? You're a big guy. No, you hit, I you never, never did. Hit the juice. I didn't have to. You just my, my problem was he was taking weight. it all for you, right? <laughs> well, your problem was losing the weight. Yeah. What? Oh, I was always God. the fat kid skipping rope in the shower. You know. <laughs> I didn't have a problem. If I would have got bigger than I was, I think I would have looked funny because I'm not really overweight. I'm just under height. You know. Shit, you're six foot something. Right? <laughs> what the hell? Six Makes us. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Doink and Dink, WWE Superstars. We shall return. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW, QuickCast. Star in your own success. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, 
and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest Graphic Design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestle broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced at Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. Yeah. Our special guests on this Saturday, WWE superstars Doink and Dink, trying to keep a kayfabe. What? So you were there, you were there uh, for the steroid thing. Obviously, McMahon gets... Okay, he's okay. He got acquitted fine. of got all acquitted. charges, yes. The government you know, failed to old, prove... The government is. failed to prove their case. Perfect. Were you... I think maybe you were there after the Ring Boy st- scandal with Pat Patterson after. and Garvin. Yeah. You know yeah. about that? Sure. Can you fill me in on some information about that? I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, Pat's sexual preference and everything is well known in the business. I mean... What's he getting at? I never had, I never <laughs> had any problems with Pat at all. And I mean, I would actually tease him and exploit it. He and, I, he and I had a lot of fun with it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. I mean, uh, if I was in the shower and he walked past, I'd cover up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he would laugh. He would think it's funny. You know? That's funny. And the I would do stuff. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't afraid. I mean, I knew what I was. He knew who he was. We both knew what each other was. And I never had a problem with the cat, you know? Right. Yeah. We, sure. We, and we would bust each other over it, you know? Yeah. I thought it was fun. So I, I can't. Personally, I never saw Pat or Garvin do anything wrong. That they shouldn't have done. Okay. I mean, listen, we're all. We, if you know the boys and you got a thin skin, then you need to get out of the business because yeah. we're going to tease you and rib you until you quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we, we would do that all t- on a general basis, but I never saw him take it to the level of where it was um, illegal or wrong. I mean, it was just. I mean, but you know, just as being a human being, do you feel bad in some cases? I mean. Going back to Shawn Michaels, right? I mean, you were, you were gone when he did this whole thing with Sonny back later on. But, you know, rumor has it when Shawn was being managed or pushed by Sherry Martell, mm-hmm. he was, you know, you know, be honest with you, he was fucking Sherry, right? Well, I mean, if Sherry didn't want it being done to her, I'm quite sure he would, she would have slowed well, I guess, down. But I guess my point oh, is Sean! I point might have been married, right? Or oh, I don't, I don't right. know. I don't know if Sean was married at the time. Okay. I never got into, like, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, I mean, if what him and Sherry or him and Sonny did or didn't do, that was no concern of, of Ray's. Right. I mean, I, I just, that's where I drew the line. You know, whatever they, if there was two consenting adults... And they weren't doing anything illegal that they shouldn't be doing to each other. It's none of my business. Makes all sense in the world. And if everybody lived that way, there'd be a lot less problems in this world. Oh, you Absolutely. About that. 100%. Dink, how, how well received were you breaking into the business by other wrestlers? Were you, did you, were you made to feel welcome? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. You the, guys got... Go on. The best wrestler, the small, me good, me the best is Skylulu Beaver. Skylulu is like to me Bruno. He's a machine. The, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a very the before me wrestler. Me work the business, all right. Me understand the money. May this guy Beaver Sky, he not understand. <coughs> Sky, nineteen fifty eight. He made thirty five thousand a year. A what? 
Wow. Sky Lolo in 1958 Holy made $35,000 yeah. a freaking year. Oh, How yeah. many zeros today do you put on that? What are we talking but here? But you see, that goes back to, you know, you know, wow. Kind of a theme of the song, uh, of the show. Not to cut you off, Dink, but... Riding high? Um, <laughs> going, like, to Vince McMahon, right? A lot of uh, wrestling experts out there will say uh, how Vince go. takes advantage of the wrestlers or... Or, you know, doesn't take care of them after their career is over. Like, uh, unfortunately, James Harris, Kamala, right? Yeah. Guy's on a GoFundMe page. He lost his legs. And everybody's like, billionaire Vince took that guy for everything he had. You know, when you talk about that, like a, a sky low low, not saying you didn't deserve $38,000, but that's a great living, right? Yes. I mean, at what point does Vince not owe a wrestler anything anymore? Do you guys think Vince is responsible for taking care of wrestlers today who are broken out of, out of luck? Well, it's not Vince. You know, when you had 30 or 40 promotions, it was, it's like if you only had one NFL team, you're going to put the weight all on Jerry Jones? No. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, as far as a professional athlete goes, every company and every sport, whether it's a sport or a factory job or whatever you're doing, our government says you have a responsibility to its workers. In other words, you can't give coal miners black lung disease and kick mm-hmm. them to the curb. You can't give steam fitters that build our ships for the Navy uh, asbestosis and kill them and kick them to the curb. Sure. You have a responsibility to take care of your workforce. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with the wrestling business is you only have one promotion now. And for years and years and years, when a guy got done wrestling, they just threw you to the curb. Most of the guys don't have another source of income. So I don't care. If you work for Vince for 10 years and you leave and you got a half a million in the bank and you're 40 years old, you ain't going to make it on that till you die. Okay. That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, I mean, does Vince have a due diligence for his wrestlers? Yeah, he does. I mean, is all the weight in the past... On Vince, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, where do you draw the line? How about guys who spent the bulk of their career wrestling for Crockett? Right. So, I mean, I, well, he bought that territory. He may have bought it. So, when he buys all of those territories, the responsibility goes back to him now. Okay. It's, it's no different than if you're working for one, two, three coal mining company, and ABC comes in and buys the coal company. Well, it doesn't let them off the hook because you worked for them for 30 years. You only worked for him for one. Mm-hmm. You still got black lung disease, and you're going to die. So, so your right. point is, Vince should be taking care of the wrestlers after well, the fact. Yeah, but it's not something that you do after. It's when you start working there. Right. They should be starting a 401k, or starting a pension, right. or starting a medical, or doing something for the for the guys as they're going along. What's your feeling about a union? Because if the wrestlers had a union, this might be a completely different story. We're not even discussing this. Well, you might be right. I don't know. That's that's We're playing the what-if game now. Right. I mean, the baseball players and the football players and the NBA and the hockey, they never had anything. And how many... Look at uh, Webster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He died in his car. Right. There's a four-time Super Bowl Mike champion. Webster, all pro, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer that yep. you know, had no home. I mean, is that, is that's not right. Right. So, you know, in the football, it's diversified. You got thirty teams. You got thirty owners. Sure. You, know, you have things like that. Sure. You know, but prior to the baseball, football, NHL, and all the other sports, those guys were basically kicked to the curb. Mm. How many? 
I mean, yeah, you had the Babe Ruths and the Mickey Mantles and, you know, the guys that made big money. But I know guys like Terry Bradshaw that was a four-time Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. And he made more money one year doing the TV show than he did in his whole NFL career. Right. Now, that's him. What about the other 40 guys on the team? Sure. That didn't get the TV uh, announcing job. That's a 53-man roster over there. What are they doing? Yeah, right. And he was probably one of the higher-paid guys because he was the quarterback. Right. So what was the offensive guard making? Right. You know? Yeah. And now you just, you know, the guys... You know, to be fair, Ray, you're talking between a unionized sport and a non-unionized yes, sport. True. You're an independent contractor. And look, true. I I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's fair enough. Well, that's okay. Right? That's what makes America great. You don't have to agree with me. Well, but I'll tell you this, as far as an You're indi- not going to protest, are you? No. Okay. But as far as an independent contractor goes, you can label anybody as that. But when you work for the same guy 300 days a year for 3 years in a row, yeah. You're an employee. Right. So you're not an So how's how's contract. Vince getting past all of that then? Oh. How's that happening? I, I I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Somebody's I mean, bread is being butted. Well, I mean, I don't know all the answers. You know, maybe <laughs> no, maybe I don't know. Right. I don't you know. know. Maybe it's going to go to court. Maybe someone will take it. Everything right. you're saying has valid Merit. valid points. But I'm yeah. not. I, I'm certainly a law degree. <laughs> I basically got out of high school, so I mean, I don't have no law degree. He's killing me. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know what? The one day, Major Cloud, you're a funny guy. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, can you does, do that? Uh, can you do that Pesci thing? The what? The, the Pesci line? What's, what's the Pesci well, line? Am I here to amuse you? Am, am I a clown? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, am I a clown? Like I amuse you? I don't shine shoes anymore, motherfucker. We should do that. Dance now, Spider. <laughs> go ahead. Why don't we go on to... Can I, can I get WrestleMania 10? Let's talk WrestleMania 10. Oh, my okay. dance, of course, now. dance now, Spider. <laughs> he was you know, you should try it out for that part, man. His whole family's rats. He's going to grow up to be a rat. <laughs> Hey, Mark, can I borrow your steak knife? I hit a deer. Yeah. Anyway. The paw was stuck. The paw. <laughs> but by the way, all this is and being done. By all this is done in clown makeup, by the way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now, that would be different. Oh, boy. WrestleMania 10, Madison Square Garden. What was that feeling like for you guys coming out there that night? That is major, major stuff oh, going on. You know, anybody who gets into the wrestling business, it's like any kid that plays baseball or football. You want to play in the World Series. Yeah. In Yankee you, Stadium. It's the Super Bowl. Or you want to play in the Super Bowl. You WrestleMania, know? Super Bowl, well, baby. Ru- yeah, WrestleMania. At the Garden. Madison Square Garden. A birthplace. You just don't get any bigger than that. I Were mean, you nervous? You'd no, already been there. No you were okay this time, <laughs> no right? More. You were good, right? Anybody, he was okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. You sure? <laughs> he, was like a, he was like a prostitute in church. He was so nervous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look out. Hey, even the TV guy laughed at that one. I thought he was dead. <laughs> you know, tomorrow that kid Matt will be dead a week. But anyway. Oh, my God. You see what you get, Matt? You're just sitting there minding your own business. The most important part, what was the payday for WrestleMania 10? Ooh. Well. Come on. If we want to let. Uh, Come on. My payday yeah. was uh, 16000 Here's where the team breaks up. You made more, didn't you? What did you make? I'm just kidding. What was your payday for he WrestleMania? probably got half. <laughs> oh, man. I can't get any more. 7,000. That was about half, That's thing. good. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, we got shorted a grand. No, yeah, were you happy with that payday? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. I really yeah. did. I mean, for where we were on the card. How long was the match? Ten minutes. He got 16 grand for 
ten minutes. Yeah, but what about the Can I borrow your makeup kit? What about the eleven years it took to get? No, no, I don't want to hear about it. Me and Ray driving up and down the road for fifty bucks going to Rain Maine. Jack in the box at three o'clock in the morning. The trailer is very cold. Oh yeah. What? what? There was a lot of places. That yeah, was a very cold trail. Okay, well, but Patterson wasn't there, was he? No, that would have warmed things up. Holy Boston crab! Holy Boston crabs! My God! Oh dear Lord! All right, guys. When you look back at both of your careers on a professional basis. Uh, you know, this is not an easy question, Mike. Thanks a lot. When you look back at your career on a, on a professional Why do basis, I, get the blame for this show? I don't know. Maybe because you might have wrote this one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. Now that we cleared that up. Yeah. Looking back, do you do you wish that maybe your careers had been on a more serious path? After you know, in hindsight, is, does, or are you totally like, hey, this rocked. I don't see anybody else doing this. So, how did you feel about you know, the path that it took? You want to be Bob Backlund or, or Macho Man, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, I never wanted to be anybody but myself. I love that answer. You know, I mean, yeah. no matter what, when, when I was Sergeant Kruger, I was Sergeant Kruger. When I was Ray Apollo, I was Ray Apollo. When I, you know, when I was Doink the Clown, I was Doink the Clown. Right. Like I said to you before, when you asked me about turning from a, a, an evil guy to a, a fan mm. favorite, mm -hmm. and it, I was a wrestler, and I would put my wrestling skills in whatever rapper they wanted me to put it in yeah so long, when i first started in the business and most of the guys that are have made it will tell you the same thing when i was 22 23 years old i wouldn't wrestle for nothing i loved it i couldn't wait every day to get on the mat i right. loved it i loved right. having fun to me i couldn't believe somebody paid me as much money as they did to go in there and have fun with my friends I I like to fight. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked physical contact. I liked being with my friends. And then the best part was after it was all over, you went and had a couple of beers or you had some ice cream, you shot pool. And, you know, it's like anything else. People say, well, is there guys you didn't like? Of course. Right. I mean, what do you do? You work for uh, an assembly line. Isn't yeah, there you guys you don't like? Sure. You work for your school teacher. Isn't there other school teachers you don't like? Of course. Not everybody you're going to like. But by and large... 95% of the guys I got along with. I had a lot of fun. I couldn't wait to go somewhere and have fun with my friends. I actually, it sounds screwed up, but in the beginning, I didn't want, I couldn't wait to get back on the road. No, you know I what? loved it. That's a passion. You know, really, you're a lucky man that you love your job. Not I many really people love their job. You know, I mean, I really loved it, and I miss, a lot of my friends have passed away. Right. And, you know, those days will never be back. Right. But I relive them in my head all the time. Who do you, who do you miss the most? Oh, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I, I told I, you I'd make this clown cry. I, I mean, Here it I, comes. I really miss <laughs> Owen Hart. Really? Oh. Owen tell, us was, a, tell us about Owen. You know, Owen was a good friend of mine. And when he was, uh, when I was in the Federation, he was building a new house. And he had, he had uh, OG, his son, and, and his wife. And, and we, we got along so well. Now, whenever he came to the New York area, I used to take him home with me. Mm. And I would say, Stay, save your money on a rental car and on the hotel. Stay with me. Put that towards your house, you know. He says, yeah, I'm going to build a nice house. I'm building a nice brand-new house for me and, me and Martha, you know. He goes, as soon as my time in the Fed is over. He was a school teacher. He goes, I'm going to go back home and, you know, teach school and, and have a nice life with my wife and family. And I said, that's great. You know, I, I really hope the best for you. And we talked all the time, 
And I talked to him just a week before he died. Your thoughts the night that he passed? How, what did you go through as far as emotions when you heard? Uh, I was. Were you watching live by any chance? No, no, okay. thank God, because that would have been really bad. How was it broken to you, the news? A uh, friend of mine called me up and told me. Okay. And, uh, you know, almost right after it happened, he called me and said, did you see what happened? And I said, no. And he told me, and, you know, I was just heartbroken. Not mad, not, you know, violent. It just was, it was like someone kicked me in the gut. Well, did you watch Dark Side of the Ring at all? Yeah. At all? Do you feel the WWE um, totally dropped the ball on this? I mean, I'm not well, saying you're putting blame on anything, right? That's just, a real you know, tough, you yeah. know, I mean, do I think that Vince willfully did it and that it was every intent and malice? No, I don't think anybody, you know, tried to kill him. Should right. the show have gone on that night? My opinion, no. Okay. You know, a guy just gave his life up for the business. I know it's been many years since then. We're going on, a, I do believe, 21 years this year, of course, mm -hmm. has passed. Uh, what's your feeling? Listen, as a fan, and I was a big Owen Hart fan, as my partner knows. I actually yeah. liked Owen more than Brett. This was he was a he was a machine in the ring. I also thought he right. was better on the mic and more engaging. But he that's me. That's me. Different personality. Two yes. Others, yes. One hundred eighty degrees opposite. Ab absolutely. And now, Brett's not a bad guy. I love Brett. I love. I think he's great too. He's, he's a, a legend. But, but he's different. He's not the same. I preferred his brother. Now it's been twenty-one years. Do, do you think Martha will ever soften? Just coming from you know the. The dorky, nerdy wrestling fan at home. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. Are we ever going to see that, or it's just going to be no? Oh, I, I can't. It's not going to happen. I can't begin to answer for that. I mean, oh, how do you feel about you it? Know, though? They, well, they were, you know, that they were like the love of their lives for each other. Of they, course, they met very young. Of course, you know, and Owen didn't want to do that blue blazer thing, and that wasn't his. I hated it personally. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. Did you he know, tell you that that he didn't want to? I do hated it. Oh, I, of course. Oh, he did not like it. So he was no. like, I don't want to do this whole. But he angle. was under contract, and that's what Vince and them wanted. Right. Because there were certain things they didn't want. He didn't want to do on TV that they wanted him to do. And, like, for as his punishment for saying no, they put him back in a blue blazer suit. Now, okay, that I, I agree that maybe the talent in the office should have worked something out. Okay, fine. Do I think that there was any malice or any premeditation leading to his demise? Of no, course not. No, I don't believe that no. for a second. No. Do I think it was a terrible tragedy and an, an accident that didn't have to happen? It was a preventative accident that because it, it didn't have to happen. He didn't need it. He was a good enough wrestler as Owen Hart. He didn't need that blue blazer thing. Mm. There was no reason I for that. I Other agree. than, you know, at that time, WCW had Sting doing it. And it was a battle. Yeah, right? They all won the topic. It hit, yeah, so, but I mean, it, it, didn't have to, it didn't have to be. It was an avoidable, unnecessary incident. Hmm. Thoughts on Kamala as far as working in the ring with him? Of course, the recently passed great Kamala. James Harris. What was that like working with him? Was it, James you know, was one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. He was a sweetheart, you know, and I'll tell you this. Everybody talks about the prejudice and civil unrest and everything in our country. Okay. When I was doing the South African gimmick, there was apartheid in South Africa. Mm -hmm. That's why that Ole Anderson started that angle with me and Ted Petty. Different times, right? Imagine trying to do that shit now. Different times. Yeah. And when we'd walk out of an arena in a, a bad neighborhood, place where... 
there'd be 30, 40 people outside waiting for me and Teddy. And you know who used to help get us in the cars? James Harris and S.D. Jones and all the black guys that we were fighting every night. Right. There you go. Because they knew that we were making money. They knew that we were bringing out all the prejudice and all the hatred in people, and we were filling up buildings. And those black guys would get me and Teddy to the car. Mm. So let everybody think about that for a little while. I wonder what the faces were. It was a business to us guys. And the people, after the matches were over, wanted to kill me and Teddy. And the guys that we were so prejudiced on and hated would get us in our car. What was the response of the people who were busy trying to jump you when they saw that they were... <laughs> they didn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. What was they that? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. They, <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. Wow. Uh, we're almost out of time. All right. Talk about Johnny Rods a little bit. Someone that doesn't... Love you know, Johnny Rods. You mentioned Dusty mentioned Jones, yep. love, which we love. Love him, too. He doesn't get enough Conrad airplay. Yeah, he does not get enough How about Johnny Rods? Johnny, the, all of those guys, Johnny, SD, they were great, great guys. Johnny's a great guy. I know him and his wife, Ellen, 35 years. Johnny, you talk about a guy that could wrestle? <laughs> if you wanted to get cute and you thought you were a tough guy, you were a shooter, well, he'd straighten that out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever think that Johnny couldn't go. Why do you think Vince never pushed him more? Because, quite honestly, he was in incredible shape back then. Because he stayed here too long. Really? He was originally sent to California, and he was going to be... He was a champion over there, wasn't he? And he was going to come back and, and be your, like the Sheik. Really? They were go- and it, his name was going to be Java Rook. That, well, that's, didn't he play Java Rook in California, right? Yep. Yep. Because Java Rook, he didn't have to change the initials on his boots from Johnny Rods. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Now, hold on, though. <laughs> that's does that, does that, that is incredible, though. It's like, holy shit, let's get a name that'll but have does, to buy some new boots. But does that mean that if he had returned as that character... In the line of an Iron Sheik, is it possible that it would have been Johnny Rods somehow camel yeah. clutching Bob Backlund? Well, Johnny Rods was definitely a, a good enough wrestler to get it done. For sure. He, he could have went all the way to the top. So that could have been Hogan who's given him you the, know, leg, from, the leg drop to start. Again, Hulkamania. He had the talent. From wow. reading books, Interesting. What, what I've read is Rods was the uh, litmus test to make sure a, if you were going to be there. He was old, old man Vince, not the one you know today. Yes, correct. The father, Vince McMahon Sr. Senior, sure. That was Vince McMahon Sr.'s tester. When he had all the territories, and they were going to bring in the Pharaoh to try out for a match, your first match was Johnny Rods. And Johnny would go, good, And Johnny bad. would say, the kid's got a lot of talent. Oh, he's built like a toothpick. He needs to be polished up. For <laughs> so sp- speaking of that, you were in that older WWE thing, and you, you saw guys like Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert coming through, sure. and, right? Kurt Henning. Yeah. Did you look at them and go, these guys are going to be good? Are you like, eh? Oh, I, I, knew, I knew Kurt Henning was a talent the minute I saw him. Yeah, wow. I mean, that guy was, he was a machine. You know, there's guys that... Uh, like Kurt Hennig, Mike Rotunda, Barry Windham. Uh, you know, th- there's, there's guys like that that are just machines in there, and they would have been great in the 1900s all the way to the 2020s. They would have been great anytime. When you first came across a very young Kurt Hennig, because we remember baby mm. Kurt Hennig. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Could you tell, though? How could you tell that that personality was going to come out? Cause oh, the, no, not the personality. The, the talent. And yeah, the, oh, yeah, the wrestler. No, no, no doubt. The Mr. Perfect thing. No, I didn't. Wow. Nobody like, saw You just that. knew he had the wrestling talent. Yeah, we could put the other fluff in there later. Yeah. But he definitely had the ability to go. Yeah. How about Quick Draw or Rick McGraw? Oh, we loved him. Rick McGraw. Oh, wow. We loved Quick yeah. Draw. Right? Yeah. You got any Andre stories? Did you ever meet up with Andre? I, I met Andre, sure. So you gotta, you I want to know story. if Dink met Andre. Uh, Dink, have giant. you ever yeah. met Andre? Like, got any Andre stories? Nice guy. Nice. He didn't try yeah. to put you in his pocket or something as a, no, as a no, bad no. joke or something? Whatever I can see Andre doing that. What? Oh, now I'm not saying Whatever that. What's going on? Easy, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. One time. One <laughs> time. Okay. My English is all too good. Okay. Pat. Oh, God, Pat, go on. <laughs> again. Uh, Pat, checking oil again, Patterson? Pat call uh, Andre the Giant. He tell Tiger me like is ill. Me go Madison Square Garden. Me ill. Hey, me like ill. And me ding, ding, ding. Man, the people laugh. <laughs> Pat tell, no, he's no good. You baby face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make a bad guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mikey, what else you got for us, All right, guys. Well, we're almost out of time. Um, Do I get a final question? You got your final question. First, I want to say, guys, thank you. Incredible interview. It was a pleasure being here. Fun laughing. Unbelievable. And I got to tell you. Excuse my Indisha, right? You were perfectly fine. And I will tell you this. On social media alone, tons of people watching right now. And that's not even on television. So that's the importance of your characters and what you've put into the industry. And if you haven't had enough of Doink and Dink, remember, as part of ESS promotion, Al Snow, Doink and Dink will be part of an auction that's coming up where we'll be selling autograph pictures personalized to you or separately, some uh, auctions of some items. We've got some really good stuff. And uh, so once these guys get a little uh, food in them and maybe we get a little wine in our cells, yeah. we'll be ready to come back. Well, on. you know, if, if I could say this to you, Go ahead. Uh, guys, if it wasn't for the fans and it wasn't for the people coming to the arenas, coming to the autograph sessions and watching us, I never would have had a job. That's right. I take all the thanks in the world for my wrestling fans, the people who liked me, the people who hated me, the people that came to the arena. And that's why every time I stepped in the ring, I tried to give them what they paid for. I'm going to go on the other side of it, though. We want to thank you because, you know what, life isn't always grand. And, you, you know, you, you're down and out in your luck and you were able to turn on a show and watch you two perform and make us laugh and kind of let us forget about our everyday troubles. So the same goes without you, <clears throat> you know, some people wouldn't be where they are now. So well, I think I'm, it goes both ways. If I had that kind of an impact on even one person, there you go. I'm glad. Yeah. There you go. Well, you've had that impact on me. So I'm going to give you the last shot to start the show. is going to ask you a question and we're going to. Go take a take a powder until the auction. All right, okay. guys. Let's keep it real simple here. What is the favorite moment in each one of yours career? One special night. What is it? Honestly, WrestleMania ten. How could it not be? Me okay. too. Madison Same for both Square, of you. Yeah. Madison Square Garden and WrestleMania. Yeah, I really don't get better than that. I don't it? know what you'd do to top that. Yeah. I mean, we I wrestled in Royal Albert Hall and. Uh, the, the Astrodome and every big building in this country and one's out of this country. But there's only one Madison Square Garden and there's only one WrestleMania. I mean, I did Starcades, I did Clashes of the Champions, mm -hmm. I did a lot of different things, but that without a doubt is it. 
for you both know? of you. It's like every yeah. little kid that plays baseball. He wants when you see a guy like Roger Clemens would walk out of the bullpen and pet Babe Ruth's monument statue. Oh. What does that tell you? Oh. Tells you a lot. This is pretty big, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Go go to the Yankee Stadium before the game, and you watch the guys walk past the monuments and yeah. touch Gehrig or Ruth, and well, you'll go and you'll see them go to Fenway and look at Ted Williams. So you know, a few I mean, things we've learned here. Number one, Claude, don't let him have your women first because he ruins it for all oh, other it's all men. Over. Right, right, right. Two, women love to have sex with guys in clown makeup. What? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, right? that's, yeah, we did learn that. Go on. Three. <laughs> Yeah. Do I can think I paid a lot of money for WrestleMania? Yeah, time. they did. <laughs> they did. Yeah. That would be my favorite day, too. For Pat Patterson, help me. That's right. Put, come in on the business. Pat okay. Patterson might be gay, but or is gay, but he doesn't take advantage of people. Business no. is the business. No. That's it. Mm. That's it. It's been our honor. This yes. is Mike Monty. This Thank is the Pharaoh. Thank you very much, fellas. You got it, guys. Our pleasure. This has been Monty and the Pharaoh, and until the auction in a few short moments, later.